Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Litman. I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 Hello, minutes. What's happening? Not too much. How was your week in food? I've got some very, very important personal food news right. later. We'll get to it. Yes. Um, I also just want to note that it's been eight days, not seven, since I last saw you. Does this feel like a better amount of time for you? I did consider you that. Know? Yes. Like, how yes, does I, this, did, I did consider you've, that. You've, you've stayed in the last few weeks that uh, a week a is week not long. Fast. So how was, eight, how was eight days for you? It's did great you miss to see me? you. It's you great, it's great to see you. 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 Let's talk about food. Let's do it. First story. It's like kind of just like a headline. Anyway, People Magazine had an article about the food that was going to be served at the Governor's Ball, which uh, is catered by Wolfgang Puck. And this year, he partnered with a Bronx-based culinary collective called Ghetto Gastro to um, have a different type of food. And uh, what Ghetto Gastro does is bring the food of the Bronx uh, to other places. And so this was injecting the Governor's Ball in Los Angeles with the food of the Bronx. And uh, one of the dishes they made was fried chicken and waffles. Yes. I have a take. Okay. Let's hear it. Fried chicken is delicious. Mm -hmm. Waffles are delicious. There's no reason to put these two together. (laughs) Every single time I've gone to Roscoe's, the best fried chicken and waffles, according to like the world. It's very good. The Ringer office used to be across the street. Every time I'm like, I'm set kind of a different plate. So I can put my chicken over here and my waffles over here. I do not want syrup on my chicken, and I definitely don't want hot sauce on my waffle. Wow. Okay. Well, this chicken, very specific. This was uh, fried chicken with spicy sovereign syrup. So it's a spicy. No, thank you. Interesting. There's a reason when you go to IHOP, they've got like 17 flavors of syrups. You know, they don't have hot sauce syrup. Interesting. I, I would like to try this. I love syrup. I love sweet. Do you like chicken and waffles? Yeah, I do. Quite a bit. But I, you know, I, you just, I think that I think that the the love of chicken and waffles has been incepted. People have just no. been gaslit as a society. No, I like it. I do like it. I no, like you don't. You like a bite with some waffle and some chicken and some hot sauce and some syrup. 
Do you want I know me you to don't finish? Do spicy. Do you want me to finish or what? No, I'd like to gaslight you about how you're being gaslit. <laughs> Gaslighting? I just, you, we got to take that out of the lexicon unless you really mean it because it's just been so overused. I don't overused. even know what it means. My wife just says it a lot. It's been so overused because Trump did do it quite a bit. And then also on The Bachelor, it was used a lot. It's just we got to move on from that phrase unless okay. you really, really mean it. Anyway, I do like chicken and waffles because... I like salty and sweet together. Do I like hot sauce? No, I don't want hot sauce in any part of this equation. But if I go to Roscoe's, I think you have to ask for hot sauce. It's not like a fundamental to the chicken and waffles experience. I think the construction of the bite is difficult too because the chicken has bones in it. So you have to use a fork and a knife with well, the chicken, which I always use, eat this, with my hands. And then I have me... to like I'm, like, I'm like creating like a miniature architecture piece just to get a bite of chicken and waffles. <laughs> so you're saying it's too much work. It's a, it's too much work and it's just not enough reward and I don't like it. Here's what I don't like. I don't like when you go to like a fancy party like this is, but this is different. You know, one of the past apps is like a, a one bite chicken and waffle. First of all, it's never a one bite. It's never that good. Mm -mm. And it's just like, this is like a meal that you want to like dig into, in my opinion. Like you want to sit down with your fork and knife. You do want to craft your own perfect bite. But I have no problem with the syrup. If we're talking syrup. I love it. I love syrup. I like when I order oatmeal, I'm like, bring me syrup, no sugar. I just like to put it in things. If I get like two fried eggs, toast, and sausage, I need syrup for the sausage. Mm. One other thing they had that sounds really good, though, instead of, uh, to quote people, trading places with cornbread, trading places, cornbread with crab and caviar and field Sorry, I, I like can't read. I think this sentence doesn't make sense. No, I'm sure the sentence is fine. <laughs> I'm going to start from the beginning of the short paragraph. Ghetto Gastro's John Gray, Pierre Sorrell, and Lester Walker will be serving the Oscar nominees, presenters, performers, and attendees items including ancestral roots waffles with fried chicken and spicy sovereign syrup. Trading places cornbread with crab and caviar. Excuse me. Trading places is like the name of it, like the movie. And field of dreams, crispy coconut rice with peas and sweet plantains. What I wanted to say is that the cornbread sounds awesome. And uh, field of dreams, crispy coconut rice with peas and sweet plantains. Hard yes. That sounds delicious. Sounds delicious, but it has nothing to do with the movie Field of Dreams. Or um, even fields or dreams. Well, I don't understand the connection there. <laughs> the trading places I can kind of get. But I, like that was a big reach. In the in the, in the the hundreds of years that we've been making movies, there's Probably another title that probably better suits that. Uh, that's true. Anyway, this is probably the only podcast Oscars discussion of the week that doesn't yes. include Will Smith and We don't need Chris to talk Rock. about that. But I do want to talk about Wolfgang Puck. Sounds like you just got a check for like delegating the entire thing. Sounds like you got a check. You hired Ghetto Castro and they did all the work. I have another I have another opinion on this. I wonder if Wolfgang Puck has like the exclusive, like he has like a longstanding probably. contract to do the governor's ball, but they're like, no more. Let's mix it up. Let's make it more diverse. Wolfgang Puck, you need to partner with someone. Yes. And I and pretty much exactly what happened. Probably what happened. Like probably like they had a contract that they couldn't like supersede, but they wanted to mix it up, which I'm glad they did, because this sounds good. As a past hors d'oeuvre, the chicken and waffles doesn't work because you can't have that small of a piece of fried chicken. Yeah, you need more. It it's too much fried, not enough it'll chicken. It'll get dried out too. Exactly. Um, the other like traditional Oscar food, I believe the Vanity Fair party always has an in and out truck. So that's like mm. a big mm. Oscars thing. In and out, so overrated. Yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. It's that like, goes without saying. Cool. You've got uh, in and out and Jeopardy are the two worst named things in the world. Um, Jeopardy's really random one to Jeopardy throw in Jeopardy makes there. no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. I don't understand what the word Jeopardy has to do with that trivia game. And in and out is like, oh, come you come in and out. You're in and out, get your burger. No, you sit online for 40 minutes well, in the parking lot. It didn't used to be so popular, I suppose. But yes, there's overrated. always a line. Shall, shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> Next, this is a little bit of a bummer, but the avian flu is infecting U.S. poultry flocks, and it means the price of chicken could be going up even further. 
This is from NPR. There's an outbreak of bird flu making its way into the U.S. poultry flocks. And if the virus continues to spread, it could affect what's going on at your grocery store. The price of chicken breast this week averaged $3.63 per pound at U.S. supermarkets, up from $3.01 a week before and $2.42 last year at this time. Food prices are really fucking high. Yes, when, they when, are. When I go to the grocery store, I'm just like, well, I, I'm not buying that. Like $7? Or, oh, my God. Cream cheese was seven dollars at my Key Foods. But like a regular Philadelphia cream, cream cheese. cheese and seven dollars and it was, was it a jumbo pack like family size. It was like bigger, but it wasn't huge. It wasn't like Costco size. Mm. It wasn't even whipped. It was just regular plain Philadelphia cream cheese, and it was seven fucking dollars. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'm not buying cream cheese today. I was so upset about this that you didn't buy it. That cream cheese can, is so expensive. I'll Venmo you after the show. I'll get you some cream cheese. I just was like. I can't morally do this. Cream cheese is not worth $7 a tub. I have an opinion about chicken prices at grocery stores. Okay. Right? Um, hey, can I have a chicken sandwich from the deli? That'll be $14. Can I get two chicken breasts? That'll be 7 or $8. Can I have uh, maybe a, give me like four or five wings, buffalo wings? That's going to be like $10, right? But buy, sorry, can pause, pause. Can I have an entire chicken? You buy buffalo wings at the grocery store? No, I'm just I'm just getting to this point. Okay. Can I have an entire rotisserie chicken? Like, oh, that's two fifty. It's not that cheap, but it sure. is. It's like four or five dollars. It's, it's, it's cheap. insane. It's just like, <laughs> well, why is it? Why are the pieces of the chicken not even prepared? So expensive, but the entire chicken that's been cooked is like, what? what seriously, what is it? Like seven dollars, six dollars? I think it's like in the eight to nine range. Um, because of the labor, you just put that chicken on a spit and you let it go. No one's got to do shit. You're making something else. That's work for someone. Another takeaway from this story. Yeah. A lot of chickens. A lot of chicken. When they put the quantity of chickens that we've lost. I took a really long break from chicken and now I'm back in, but apparently at the bad, at a bad time. Yeah. I don't want to see these chicken plants ever in my life. Me neither. I, it's not really ethical to eat a lot of chicken. Let's not, let's move on. It's not ethical. Well, they just treat them really badly. Not every place, but like a lot of chickens are like, I mean, there's a lot of books and stories about this. If you, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's it's not good. I'm not going down that chicken hole. Let's move on. <laughs> good luck buying chicken at the grocery store. <laughs> this is a story from the United Kingdom. A British woman broke the world record for the most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. Talk about a lot of chicken. <laughs> um, her name is Leah Shutkever. Shutkever. Not quite sure. I hope I said it right one of those ways. Um, she currently claims to hold the 27 official world record titles for for eating, including the fastest time to eat three mince pies, fastest time to eat three pickled eggs, and most marshmallows eaten in one minute without using your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Weird wrinkle on that last one, but sure. She also has the record for the most chicken nuggets eaten in three minutes since 2020. <laughs> um... She is a marvel. She owes, she's just like, she's just going, man. So three minutes? Well, in the video, there's a video on this. She she failed to eat an entire 20-piece box in one minute, but she got 19 down. It was one minute. So it's basically like 3.3 seconds a nug. Yeah. Or somewhere around there. Yeah, basically. I can't do that. No chance. No, like, does she? It's like, was she on the challenge, and like, someone asked her to do this? Yeah, I don't, like, why? I don't, but why? I mean, I don't know. Some people just like to break records, and like, just, just to like well, go for Ms. it. Shoot, whatever her name is, definitely Shoot is one her. of those people. Because she tried to do the uh, the idea that she had that one last nugget there. Like, I would come back tomorrow and do it again. I know. I, Get to the twenty. It's a bummer. I feel I'm disappointed bad for her. in you. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> all right. Good luck to her. I wonder what record is next. I wish there was a website minutes. to like, keep up with. Like, Let's record, follow her. Producer rec- Producer Mike is going to follow her on social. Let's find We're gonna out. We're going to get updates on her. Find, like, we'll figure out how to say her name, all that. I want a website that like, tells me like what records are being chased this week. Like, is there like a if like? Only when there's like one place where all of these weird records were all just held by one governing that's, body. That's after that they're confirmed. I want to know like who's go who's like t- taking a shot this week to break the record. It's not like I don't want to know once it's confirmed. I want to be part of the process oh, and the journey. Oh, I like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like so if you could today, track the people, like you know, I met one of those Guinness people, and they're like, yeah, yeah. If we could track them and just be like, well, Christina's going out to Wyoming, where someone's yeah, going to try to eat worms. And like today in Lebanon, they're going to try to eat the most hummus possible in one sitting. Like I don't know. I just want to know more about who's the going attempts. for these records. Yeah, and their and their failures. I want to know more about that too. I'm, I I'm not. I'm not only here for triumph. You know. I like it. <laughs> Next, this is from CNN. Pizza dough without yeast has been risen by scientists in Italy. This is like a great Easter and Passover story. There's no yeast for Passover. Oh. And so, something rising for, for Easter. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make that connection. I just made it right now. Interesting. Because you know I'm a pizza professional, former pizza professional. Sure, sure, uh, pizza sure. Pizza professional. Every, every time I say that, people think I delivered the pizzas. No, I did not drive around and smoke weed and show up on your door. I made the pizzas in a pizza oven. Yeast, major part of the process. <laughs> major part of the major process. Major part of the process. <laughs> I mean, it's like fundamental to all leavened foods, really, and, yes. and bread and whatnot. Well, this uh, scientist from Italy named Ernest Di Mayo couldn't eat traditional pizza because he was allergic to yeast. And so he sought out uh, to find a different a different way. And so a research team, which included a chemical engineer and a PhD student working as a pizzaiolo, which is a pizza chef, um, they used water, iodized sea salt, and flour, and uh, they figured out a way to compare different types of dough, and they landed on a formula. God, this guy really <laughs> wanted some pizza, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this guy was like hiring a team of people to get him some pizza. Yeah. Um, and from there, they figured out a formula, and now we've got pizza without yeast. What was, last week, it was, what, beer without um, hops or something that they spent 10 years on. Oh, yeah. And well, now it's like, people are really dedicating a lot of time and effort <laughs> into this. Seriously. I mean, it, it did get more complicated from there. Well, we should put the article in the show notes if <laughs> sure. you really want to read a lot yeah, about it. it but this. it's like a really intense, like, chemical uh, process to, like, figure out how to, like, create bubbles that... I hope he really enjoyed this, this pizza. <laughs> Because you know what? What if what if his first yeastless pizza bite? He was like, ah, yeah, it's okay. I'm just gonna quote him because he puts so much work into this. I feel it's only fair. The key to the process is to design the pressure release rate, not to stress the dough, which likes to expand gently. We mainly studied how dough behaves with and without yeast, how the softness changes with leavening rising, and how the dough responds to a temperature program during baking. I mean, we are we're, for. I mean, we're not only just coddling, coddling entire generations of humans. Now we're coddling the dough. So we don't want we want we don't want the dough to get too much pressure. We don't want the dough to get stressed out. We want a happy dough. Good note. Good news. He's moving on to studying lab equipment that can make this possible oh. on a mass scale oh, great. level. So yeast-free pizza could be coming your way in like five years. Have you ever had St. Louis style pizza? No, what is that? Have you been to St. Louis? Yes, I have. It's basically like pizza on a cracker. Gross. Which kind of reminds me of this. It's That's like, like a very pizza. thin, yeah, it's like matzo pizza. It's like a very thin, uh, like uh, firm pizza. You know Jason what I love? Tatum, big fan. Jason Tatum, big fan. Right. He's like reps hard for all yes. things St. Louis. He does. Um, that's cool. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I like Jason Tatum. He's cool. Um, you know what I like? Focaccia. 
It's the opposite of a cracker. Really? I love a focaccia pizza. Too yeah. bready. Oh my God, I love Too it. Too bready. I love it. It's a real bread forward pizza. Ugh. I like that. Like, no, no. It's not pizza. It's focaccia in a pizza style. Like, I'm not saying it's pizza. I'm just saying I really like that. It's like the complete opposite of Jason Tatum's preferred pizza. That is a good point. How do you feel about flatbreads? I, I'm always disappointed. It's never enough food. Also, no. only places that aren't like particularly good serve a flatbread, yes. unless it's like their thing. But it's like, oh, we'll just do a flatbread. And it's like, no, you're you're not good at Don't it. Don't give me a pizza that's mainly crust that doesn't have toppings on it that you're that's going to be tiny that I, you need to cut up for like my table of four. No, thank you. I know. I just, just make pizza. Just not into it. Next, into the world of fast food. One of the favorite favorite worlds of all living humans. Mm-hmm. Reddit has noticed that there might be a shortage of one of Taco Bell's most popular items. This is from mash.com, who obviously got it from Reddit. And apparently, people have noticed that nacho fries seem to be disappearing from the menu, forcing fans to patiently wait for the comeback. That's how the nacho fries did show up earlier in March, and customers could choose to order them. Unfortunately, they seem like they're gone again. So I wonder, the question is, is this a McRib situation trying to cause Mm -hmm. demand or is this really like a price issue or is it a shortage? This literally has happened to me. Oh. I asked for nacho fries. They were not available at the local Taco Bell on Fulton Street. (laughs) And they're running the commercials. I watched a lot of uh, basketball in March, college and NBA. And they've got this. Hashtag this is March. Yeah, they've got this whole, like, you know how they do these fake movie commercials for the nacho fries? Mm -hmm. They've got this new one. I actually didn't know that. They keep running it over and over again. It's a fake action movie. This woman's caught in a world in which, this is going to answer your question. She's caught in a world in which where it's Groundhog Day, but fries are always available to her, right? So even in the commercial, there is a hint at the scarcity of the product, which leads me to believe that this is all a ploy from the Illuminati circle of Taco Bell leaders. Interesting. So they're just, they're trying to create scarcity for demand. Yeah. I mean, it, first of all, they've spent, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars on this campaign. Right. Something tells me that they would have like thought through, do we have enough potatoes and cheese to pull this off? Also, like we're all over the food shortage situation on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've heard nothing about potatoes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The only Doug, they could have just cut up Doug. Yeah. Doug, Doug wasn't even a potato. But it, Doug it, was a gourd. Here we go. From last week, take Doug, chop him up, put some nacho cheese next to him, and there you go. Have you ever had a nacho fry in your life? No, but I'd love to. I've never had one either. Well, I've had I've had um, Irish nachos at like an Irish pub, which is basically oh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, when I first job in San Francisco, I used to my work was next to an Irish pub, and like the thing to order there was Irish nachos. Like I, I love Irish nachos. Really? I, yes, I love pub food basically of all kinds. So like anything that you might get at a bar or a pub is like except a yes. Except for flatbreads. Except for flatbreads, but that's not real <laughs> pub food, you <laughs> no, know? It's not. Like pub food is Ooh, like great yes. Question. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. How do you feel about poutine? Never had it, but I think I'd like it. Really? I think I'd like it. Never had poutine. No, never. Huh. I'm dying to go to Montreal. I really want to go to the Montreal Grand, the Canadian Grand Prix, you which is in Montreal. Montreal. I know. You would love Montreal. I once went when I was a teenager, but like I really want to go back. It's very high on my list, and my I really want to go to the biggest takeaway of Montreal is like it's, it's like, like Europe, right? It's Europe. Yeah. yeah. People don't speak English, and I know, like it's the French. architecture looks completely different. I know. Everything is different. I thought it's it was going to be like there. New York City North. No, like you Quebec, know what I mean? is, Quebec is gorgeous. It is a wildly different culture and country and everything. It is not like. Know, that's why going to the Canadian Grand Prix is very high on my list. Two birds, one stone. Experience a European style F1 race <laughs> without having to leave North America and go to a city I've been dying to go to. So, dare to dream, you know? F1 coming to Vegas. I know. I'm not that into that, but 
just no. like a boring circuit they laid out. Like not a lot of corners, but whatever. <laughs> not the F1. <laughs> Sorry. Corner breakdown <laughs> podcast. Not the place for it. Let's move on to this week's booze news. Booze news. Um, this is also related to baseball. And also related to baseball. <laughs> What'd you say? Let's go. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about um I was thinking like also it's booze news and it's also like baseball oh, news. Yeah, but in my head, news. I was thinking about Jock Peterson and Papa John's. Okay. So like I was I was having a call back in my own head that I didn't okay. share with anyone else. <laughs> good, good, good. But now appreciate I have. That. Appreciate that. Because that's exactly what I was thinking. Same page. Yeah, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought so. I was thinking about Papa John's and Jock Peterson. This is from Thrillist. And whiskey aid with a with a baseball bat is perfect for opening day. And why is that? It's because it's uh, also sponsored. It's part of a big poppy deal with the Whistle Pig Rye, and they're collaborating with David Ortiz on a unique aging process. And it's called the Big Poppy Barrel, an expression of Whistle Pig's piggyback that was finished with a toasted baseball bat in the liquid. For real, it's the first release in the new single barrel legend series. You can miss me with the whiskey. I mean, they're, they're like... Are you we, a whiskey drinker? I don't really... I guess you have I some Jameson, do, right? Yeah, from time to time, but it's not my favorite. But the idea that, like, you're... It, this is just feels like such a force. It's such a force. Just put, have Big Poppy smile and hold up your, your bottle of, of Whistle Pig. We don't have to act like Big Poppy's bats that he used were part of the process in any way, shape, or form, or that affects the product in any way, shape, or form. It's like... I also just have no interest in this. And also, Whistle Pig's a bad name. Um... <laughs> I don't like it. It's bottled at 96.56 proof. I mean, that's insanely high. Is that normal Ten for whiskey? Minutes. Yeah, that's about. It's in there. I, I think 80, I 80, 80 to 100. Whiskey. 80 to 100 is kind of like where, where you're going to end up. That's on the high scale. I don't understand people who just like sip whiskey. It's so disgusting to or me. Or without ice. I, I could put whiskey on ice and let the ice melt a little bit to cut it or something. But like I can't just like sip sipping whiskey neat. It's just Ugh. like, what am I doing with my life? Ugh. Maybe I can do that when I'm like 85 on like a porch. In, in Arkansas. In, like, North Carolina, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, no thank you. I'm imagining Ryan Gosling's father in The Notebook when they read poetry on the on the porch. Mm. Did you ever see that movie? Never seen that movie. Whoa! Never in my life. Whoa! Never seen that movie. I think you would kind of like it. I think it. there's some, some signs involved in, like, a doorway or something, what? right? What? Signs? Oh, no? Signs? No, like, like, held up, like, cue cards. Oh, that's from Love, actually. Oh, sorry. Never saw that one either. <laughs> oh, my God. That's appalling. Appalling? Yes, appalling. We're going appalling yeah. on that? You're appalled? I'm appalled. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you 
and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Should we go to the taste test? Let's go to the taste test. Right, How much great. time we got? We got yeah. nine minutes. I get stressed out sometimes. Well, yeah, that's what I want to do because I also want to talk about our personal food news because okay. you've really built yours up. So oh, it better, oh, it better be good. A lot of pressure on me. Yeah. You're stressing me out like that dough. It's good to chill. Well, we're doing <laughs> Leave a taste like test. The, I want to be like the yeastless dough. I don't want to be stressed out. It's kind of back to our roots. When we first started doing this pod, I think it started because we wanted to taste like Lay's chips and then people sent them In to the us reality. from like all over. <laughs> yeah, 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 didn't make yeah. any sense. It was like Vanderpump Rolls on the side of chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, Lay's has a new product that I went to the CVS here in downtown Brooklyn and purchased. And I, I just went there and I was like, what can I find at CVS? I know they won't let me down. And they didn't. I've never seen this product before. I've never seen this product before either. And then I got, I paid and I got 20, 20 coupons that I'm never going to be able to use. But like, I still get such a thrill from like, ooh, $3 extra bucks. Anyway, CVS, <laughs> shout thrill. out to you. Yeah. Okay. I love a deal and I love savings. We are here today to taste layers, which is uh, per the packaging, bite-sized layers, crispy layers, tasty layers. And then I, I was like, okay, that doesn't tell me anything. Nothing. I went to the website and it's a new kind of potato experience is what they say. This just okay. came out a few months ago. I haven't seen it elsewhere. Um, I'm actually kind of worried about like the snack pipeline in this country because I haven't been seeing a lot of new, like bad for you snacks. I've really only been seeing like good fake healthy snacks. And that's, that's, just, that's, a, that's a great thing to be concerned about. We need, to, we need some healthy snacks back in our lives. I'm not happy about this. Anyway, um, I went to the website and there's not a lot more information, but here's the description. Introducing new Lay's Layers, a multidimensional, one-of-a-kind potato bite with layers of delicious crispiness. There's two flavors. We have them both, three cheese and sour cream So onion. when I saw the packaging, I assumed this would be like, um, you know when like Bubblicious is like, it's lemonade and mango, and it's like a swirl. I thought it was gonna be layers of two different flavors. Do you know how like they do those with chips a lot? Yeah. Not that. I don't, I'm trying, like, the I'm two flavors to know what they're we have going here, for. I think... I think this is a texture change. I think it's a texture change. It's, if it was baked versus fried, it would certainly say that. So I yes. think we have to assume it's still fried. Yes. It, is, keep... it looks sort of like a Frito, a larger Frito in a circle, but made from potatoes, not corn. With ridges. Ruffles got ridges. This has ridges? Ever since Luda's got bitches. Oh, whoa, whoa. Is that the line? This is, no, this is not what this, <laughs> this is not what I expected. It looks sort of like a Chex. Yeah. It's like a Chex to... cereal, but like puffed. It's puffed. And so that's why I was wondering if it's like a caloric thing. Because then I looked at the no. serving size. One package, 270 calories, which seems lower than a lot of potato chips, but. 17 grams of fat. Yeah. yeah let's just not read that part anymore. So the, the flavors I was surprised by. Very traditional flavors. She's eating three cheese right now. And I, I mean, have good. sour cream. Of course it's good. But like if you had chips or this, what are you going for? Julia just went for her third. I like that. I love I, are you really going for the experience? I'm hungry too. I really want to be able to explain it to everyone. Um, it kind of tastes like a Pringle, but worse. So, oh, the cheese is much better than sour cream and onion. Here's my concern about this product. 
This is weird, man. I like a Lay's chip, right? Mm-hmm. But if I had the option of this or nothing, and I'm driving five hours, oh my I'm God. devouring these, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say nothing. I was like, what's wrong with you? Okay. No. Yeah, of course. But the problem with this product is it's going to be on the shelf next to actual potato chips, and I see no reason that I would reach for these instead of potato chips. It's weirdly dry. Like, I need to have some seltzer. Yeah. It's not good. It, also, like, this puffed business, like, we had the Ritz puffed. Yeah. That was much better. Ritz puffs I didn't like either. Those weren't Ritz. What were they? Oh, yeah, they were. I liked some of that. I liked the flavor, but it was just sort of, those were really, they made my hands really dirty. Um, which I don't know if that bothers other people, but it's not my fave. This is just, like, kind of, like, we don't need this on the market. No. It doesn't bring much new to me. So. Well, um, I'm, I want to show you something that we're talking about puffs right now. Okay. Because there's some important food news that I forgot to share with the rest of us. Oh, my God. Jacoby. There's a man. I know this is an audio medium. Wow. There's a man who is a bald man. Uh-huh. And then had a barber glue cheese puffs to his head in a dreadlock fashion. Wow. Your thoughts? Um, I'm just wondering about the glue. Yeah. And how long, like, how and did the he, process. How did he get that off? Does but I do have... like the way the barber met, made the curls go, Honestly, like, their natural hair the flow. The man looks awesome. Like, it, it, does looks, look awesome. it looks really good. Yeah. Where'd you find that picture? The internet. Did somebody send it to you, or are you, like, doing food news Look, for other pods, not telling sour us? Sour cream and onion is gross. It's gross. Yeah, the cheese These are good. The cheese is much better, and, yeah, it's definitely not my first choice I'm of chips. I'm disappointed. I mean, like, I would have a, rather have a bad pop chips flavor than this. I mean, I guess that's what they're no, going for. these are better than pop chips. I like some pop chips, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? The problem with pop chips is they're a really small size to, like, get down to, like, the not bad for you mm. uh, nutrition facts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, do you know what you should probably just have? Fruits and vegetables. Super oh, lame. Come on. This is food news. <laughs> Sorry. I take you. How many, times, thought. how many times have we gone on a vegetable flight? Be like, all right, now we're going to try different celebrities from around the nation. You know, when I went to CVS for my personal use, I also bought some dried fruit. I like really like this new brand of dried fruit that the has. Mushrooms? Well, I like those. <laughs> That's so good. Well, I was like, we can't do dried foods two weeks in a row, but I really like this new kind of dried fruit that keeps the, um, the skin or the rind on, and it was really delicious. Let's try something healthy next week. Okay, but like actually healthy? No. Well, nothing is healthy what besides is, a kale. What does that mean to you? Something healthy? Something that's not fried. Okay. That doesn't come in a bag that makes this sound. Okay. And that um, doesn't make you feel bad when you eat it. So like a, a truly healthy snack. Yes. One thing that I'm into that I like yesterday, I needed a snack in between locations, and I I dipped into this like. So halfway between a bodega and a grocery store in Dumbo, and I grabbed mush, which is the overnight oats in a package. Oh, I love that. Really? Love. I want to try those. Okay. I see them all the time, but I don't. Let's go on a flight next okay. week. They have multiple I, flavors, too. Yeah, they have many flavors. I'll, I'll bring them because I, I think it's a great snack. I have been circling that snack for years I now. love it. Years. I'm, I've never committed to it. I've I, been circling it. Me and Mush have been like eyeing each other from across the room for quite some time. I think we should probably introduce each other. I'm can, I'm curious to get your texture feedback as a, as a big Crunch and Mush Cafe proponent. Mm, yeah. But I really like it. Also, I, as discussed on this podcast uh, ad nauseum, I have a ridiculous sweet tooth and it's really sweet. So let's do Mush next week. All right. Personal great. food news time. Personal food news. My brother and I made Shout a field trip to BurgerFi, which is a burger chain not very common mm. here in the Northeast. They have one in Diker Heights in Brooklyn. And they do, like, an aerated patty. So, like, their burger tastes better than, like, most fast food burgers. This place is wildly popular. We really? A, like, we, like, line? 
line and we we ate in but like the takeout line is the takeout business is so booming they're like it's gonna be 20 minutes and we were like okay what comes on the burger what was your order how many options did they have they it's not that huge of a menu but they have wagyu burgers in addition to Mm. like just sirloin burgers i got the fried chicken sandwich i just wasn't in the mood for a burger this night oh it was really it was really good though it had pickles on it did he get a burger and you had a bite he did he had a burger he also got a hot dog to test that out Oh, i like that but the best thing i had there that like i will be thinking about for ages the vanilla soft serve. It was so it. fucking good. I love it. And I they make like a concrete, which like I've seen before. It's like it's like ice cream, a layer of cake, ice cream, and then like cake crumbles on top. Mm. It's also not too, I mean, it's still bad for you, but it's not like a huge serving. It's not yeah, like, yeah. and so I like fucking devoured this red velvet concrete. And and one time when I was in elementary school, I took the ferry to Ellis Island and I had vanilla soft serve and I've never forgotten it because it was so good. This is better. Like this was so 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 good I, it's worth the trip to a burger five for ice cream if you have one near you that sounds like a wonderful wonderful afternoon it was it was a tuesday night for dinner it well was i just lovely. like the idea that you're getting some fried chicken you're getting some hot dog you're getting some burger and then you're getting some oh, concrete also for the fries you can get chili fries and i just wanted to taste the chili so i just got like a little like ketchup container oh. size of chili to taste it oh i love it yeah i love chili so i needed to try it more places should allow you to have just like a, a shot of a chili. Shot, a shot yeah, of soup. Yes, can I have a shot of a chili? Shot, yeah, I just want to taste yeah, it. Like, yeah, I say, I don't want the whole thing. You know, yeah. just smother all my fries in chili. But can I have a little shot of chili just to dip a fry in once in a while? It was good. If you find yourself with a free evening and wanting to take a field trip, seconds. I would say go to Dagger Heights to Burger Fry. Check it out. Personal food news. It was Joey's best friend Zoe's 40th birthday. So one of the events was going to be a lunch at mm. a fancy caviar place. It, this is such a fancy caviar place that they sent her a varieties of caviar in advance seven i believe mm. so what we did is we had to had to we tasted them and chose our favorites to pick our favorites for lunch i'm not a huge caviar connoisseur nor i however I'm i had a regular no person, so. idea how varied caviar can taste and be there were mm. some that were sweet and buttery and amazing. Oh, interesting. And there were some that, like, it was like, what is, is this? Did you pull seaweed from the ocean Ugh. and just turn, make it into little balls? Like, I was, I, it was a real experience because I know nothing about caviar. That sounds really fun. But it was like, yeah, going around and tasting it all and then, like, seeing what other people think. There was diverging opinions. There was a lot of going on there. But, like, I really learned about the different types of caviar. And especially, some are gross and some are good. So if you think you like caviar or don't like caviar, you might not know because there's a wide variety of caviars. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably haven't t- gone on a flight of caviar because no. you're a normal person. Yeah. So I just want to say, I- You're bragging. Looked, you just want to say that I'm bragging because no, I did it. No. Okay. I always looked at caviar as a single food. I didn't realize how much diversity there was it's in like the caviar It's like experience. wine, as much variety. Yes, yeah. exactly. I had no idea. I just thought caviar was caviar was caviar. Me too. That's good to know, though, because I thought I don't like caviar. Maybe one day I'll come to like it. Yes. Huh. You know, Jacoby, this extra day in between taping, eight days versus seven, has led us to running over for the first time in quite a few weeks. So on that note. Let's, let's, then let's just, you know what? It's going to be six days next time. Oh, no. I miss, oh, fuck. Don't, don't text me at all, let's, okay? Yeah, yeah, let's cancel next week's pod. It's too close. <laughs> no, we got to try mush for the taste test. Oh, I'm excited about mush. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.